Hello and welcome to the Financial Literacy Show with your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA, a member of SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing financial education to America, one community at a time. Now here's your host, Hubert McIntosh. Good afternoon, folks. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us again. It's a beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon in sunny Florida. It's a little bit wet, South Florida, but it's sunny, but it's a little bit wet. So we thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us. We are live on the radio. Yes, we are live here at WCNO, the Good News Station. And let me give you the number before we dive into the topic. The toll-free number is 1-888-221-8990. And local, it's 772-221-1100. So, so we are here again bringing you financial education. Last week, we gave you an introduction. We spoke about what we're going to speak about, right? Different topics as a member of SOFA, which is a 501c3 public corporation in the sense that we provide financial literacy across America, one community at a time, and we're bringing it to this community. So tonight, or this afternoon rather, we're going to talk about a topic that's so dear to many. It's almost a must for people. Some shows we're going to talk about things that cover the entire masses. Some we're going to talk about specifically different age groups or different demographics. This afternoon's show, we're going to talk about Social Security and Medicare, the changes in 2020. So this is mandatory for Everyone who's 60 years and older. Yes, 60 years and older. So we're going to give you time. We're going to give you a couple of minutes. Get your paper. Get your pen. We got, we're going to share some information with you that you need to write down. You have time. Text your family members. Text your friends. Facebook. You can even hit on Facebook. Tell them, join us. Join us. WCNO.com, WCNO.com. You go to the home page and you click listen live and you will be able to hear. On their dial, it's 89.9. So if it's not even working on your dial because you might be out of the area, you join us on WCNO.com. So this hour is going to go by so fast. I hope you're getting your paper and your pen we're going to talk about what's new with Social Security, seven topics to watch in 2020. Yes, seven things. There's so much we can talk about, but because of the time, we only have 60 minutes. And you're like wondering, wow, 60 minutes is going to go by that fast? Yes, it will. Because we're going to drop some information on you, seven topics we're going to focus on. So, so we're not going to delay anymore. We're going to dive right into it. So Social Security for 2020, the seven topics are, we're going to talk about cost of living adjustment. We're going to talk about the earnings test. 
We're going to talk about social security taxes, payroll taxes, and benefit taxes. We're going to talk about Medicare premiums. All of this we're talking about are changes for 2020. We're going to talk about Medicare dates to watch. Yes, Medicare dates to watch. Then the status of Social Security Trust Fund. Yes, it's a very interesting topic because you have different thoughts. Some people are saying Social Security is going to run out. Some are saying, and you hear a lot of it out there. Some of it is made some. It's all kind of different things, but we're going to share with you what's happening there. And we're going to update you on social security claiming strategies. Oh, my gosh. You would not believe. If I, when I use this number to a lot of people, sometimes they are baffled. Do you know that there are more than 5,000 ways someone can claim, claim social security? And we're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about So let's dive right into it. Number one, cost of living adjustment. So what has happened in 2020? Social security checks going up in 2020. Yeah. New earnings test threshold and higher social security wage base. We're going to dive into it. So for 2020, for 2020, Social security checks that were issued in 2019 will be going up by 1.6%. Yes, 1.6%. And sometimes we may say, wow, that's not a lot. Well, the average for the past 35 years, if you take the COLA, the cost of living adjustment for the past 35 years, Social Security has gone up at an average 2.6%. Some years it's more than the others, sometimes 4%. It has even gone up to 4.7%. But you may say, but 1.6% is low. But in 2016, it was zero. Yes. It was zero. It did not go up. And in 2017, it was 0.03. But this year, it's 1.6%. So you look at your socials. For those of you who are already on Social Security, you look at your check last year. And if your check didn't go up by 1.6%, then you probably need to call Social Security and find out because it's supposed to go up by 1.6%. How does it go up, by the way? Every October, every October, it's calculated. It's based on the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. We're not going to bore you with all the details of that, but just know that it goes up by the Consumer Price Index. What it measures, it measures inflation, the cost of goods, and so forth. There's a formula there. won't bore you to that, but just know that it goes up by by the COLA, cost of living adjustment. So whenever you hear the term COLA, it's cost of living adjustment. It's an abbreviation for that. So as we go into it, we're going to go to number two. It's the earnings test. But remember, we are in the studio. So if you have any question on your mind, tonight we're talking about Social Security and Medicare. Please don't hesitate. Give us a call. There may be that pressing question. And don't be shy. Because you may have a question and you may think, well, oh my gosh, everybody else knows this. So I am not going to call 
listen, let me tell you something. If you have the question on your mind, trust me, many people have that same question. So when you call and ask that question, you're not just helping yourself. You're helping many, many people. Believe me, hundreds of you are listening right now. And a lot of times it takes one person to help somebody else because they call and ask that question. Remember, we're in the studio. It's 888-221-8990. 888-221-8990. Local, 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. And I know some of you may be a little bit shy and you may have the question, but we have created a website. It's in its, it's, it's in its infancy, so don't beat me up on that. It's called Financial educational.com financial educational.com that's f-i-n-a-n-c-i-a-l educational e-d-u-c-a-t-i-o-n-a-l.com you can go in there and if you have any questions you can post it there you can post it there but that is just helping you call us we are here to take your call all right so let's go into it earnings tests Number two, earnings test. What has happened? The earnings test is one of those confusing things. So we're hoping that we're going to clear up some of the confusion. So the earnings test this year for 2020, the threshold has increased from 17640 to 18240 Remember, I told you to get your pen because we're going to give you some numbers and we're going to give you dates. So get your pen, get your paper. So the earnings test went up from 17,640 to 18,240. But when it says earnings test, what does that mean? And I know it's confusing. All right, let me break it down. So I'm going to go back to the basics and just bring you back up to speed with it. All right. Social security, social security. You can take social security anywhere from age 62 to age 70. All right. Most of you know that. But there is something called a full retirement age, which is um, it's FRA. You may hear the terminology FRA. It's called full retirement age. So for some people, the full retirement age is 66. For some people, it's 67. And for you engineers out there, you're saying, well, he says 66, 67. Well, if you go specifically, some people, it's 66 and four months, 66 and two months and so forth. So that's called full retirement age. So here's what happens. If you take Social Security prior, prior to your full retirement age and you still continue to work, what they're going to do, there is a threshold whereas if you earn a certain amount, and what it is this year for 2020, if you earn more than $18,240, if you're on Social Security and you earn outside of Social Security, you earn $18,240, $1, yes, are 50%, $1 out of every $2 over the 18,000 will be withheld from 
your benefit. Wait, wait, no, no, don't, don't freak out on me now. It's going to be withheld. It doesn't mean it's gone. And I know a lot of times people are getting confused because they hear a $1 is withheld. It's not gone. It's withheld until you get to the full retirement age. So I want to clear that up. It's, it can go much deeper, but I just want to give you the basic. So the next one now, if you're earning, if you're receiving benefits and your earnings outside is 48600 then $1 of every $3 will be withheld from your benefits. But it's not gone forever, okay? It's just they withhold it until you get to your full retirement age. So the two key numbers are, 18,240, 18,240, and anything over 18,240 to 48,600 is one out of every $2 is withheld. And then if it's over 48,600 is one out of every three. But keep in mind, if you are at full retirement age, if you're at full retirement age, and you're claiming your social security, then nothing is withheld. You could make 100000 200000 Whatever you make, nothing is withheld from your salary, from your benefits, rather. So just keep that in mind, all right? Number two. So, the, so we got that. We're going to move to number three because, as I said to you, this hour is going to move by so fast I hope you have gotten your pen, you've gotten your paper, because we're still dropping numbers on you. Remember, we're live. You guys not calling. We're here to address your questions. 888-221-8990-888-221-8990-772-221-1100. We're on the air live, WCNO.com. Yes, we are in WCNO in beautiful Palm City, Florida, we are on the good news station. So we are dropping good news. So good news for you, okay? And remember, remember one of our purpose for this show. We go back to the biblical part of it where it says in Hosea 4 verse 6, it says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So what we want you to do, we want to educate you so you can be prepared. All right. So number three, payroll taxes. This can also be confused. So what has happened now? The maximum earnings subject to Social Security tax has increased from 132,900 to 137,700. So it has increased by 4,800. What that means is any income that you earn, W-2 income, you earn up to that amount, then you have to pay Social Security of 6.2% and you have to pay Medicare of 1.45. And let me correct myself. I says W-2. It's, n- it's not just W-2. If you're self-employed, and your net earnings is up to that, you will have to pay Social Security and Medicare 6.2, 1.45. So that's what has happened there. And keep in mind, keep in mind, if you are self-employed, 
Remember, because you're self-employed, you are the employee and the employer. Now, that's 6.2% that's withhold from the employee part because you're the employer. You will have to match yourself. Yes, you're now paying 12.4% for the Social Security part. And the 1.5 for the Medicare part, you're paying 2.9. So the 7.65, if you're an employee of a company, 7.65 for Social Security and Medicare. But if you are self-employed, then it's 15.3% because you have to pay the employee portion and the employer portion. You got that? All right. Okay. 3B. Remember, I spoke about this last week and some of you were shocked. We're going to go into it more detail. The taxation of Social Security benefits. Because what happened in 1934 when the Social Security Act was passed, President Roosevelt, Franklin D. Roosevelt, made a statement. He said that Social Security will never be taxed. Yes, but a lot of you forget the second part of what he said. He said, Social Security will never be taxed as long as I'm alive. A lot of people forget that second part. But 50 years later, 1984 was the first time Social Security was taxed. And since then... Oh, my gosh. He was taxed in 84. He was taxed in 86. He was taxed in 92. It kept getting taxed. So do you think it will continue still? Yes, I think it will. So so what I want to do is just give you the briefing on that. If for a married person filing jointly, if they make under 32000 if they make under 32000 remember now married person, I'm not saying one individual, as a couple, 32000 under 32000 will not be taxed. But between 32000 and 44000 50%, yes, the Social Security will be taxed. 50% of the Social Security will be taxed. And let me clarify that. Guys, I didn't tell you that you're going to pay 50% tax. No, 50%. Okay, that means if your Social Security combined is 20000 then 10000 which is 50% of that 20000 is going to face the tax man. And if your tax rate is 10%, 20%, or whatever, then it's that 10000 which will be taxed. Right? You got that. Okay, Talking about that married couple still, if it's now over 44000 if your income, the provisional income, and we can go deeper into that, but I just want to introduce it to you. If it's over 44000 then 85% of the Social Security will be taxed. So let's go back to that 20000 If the combined Social Security is 20,000, then 85% of that 20,000 is 17,000. So that 17,000 will be taxed by your tax rate. So if you're in a 20% tax rate and then 17,000 is coming over to be taxed at 20%, then you're paying an 
extra $3,400 in taxes? Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, what's new? What's new regarding that? We're going to talk about because we're linking all of these RMDs. RMD is one of those things. We're still on number three. That's why you hear me, Rich, because I have so much to share with you. RMD, required minimum distribution. We're not going to go deep dive into this, but the Secure Act, which has just passed, RMD, required minimum distribution, was to be taken up to when you're 70 and a half through December 31st, 2019. But law that law has been changed for 2020, starting January 1, 2020. Now it's up to 72. So you don't have to take the RMD until you're 72. So one of the things, one of the opportunity that you have and you need to speak to an advisor about this where you can help. The Social Security does not have to be taxed. It does not have to be, but you need professional guidance there. So see, talk to your tax professional or your advisor there where there are different things you can do to minimize that taxes. I just want to provide you with that. And the new legislation with the RMD through age 72, there are some opportunities there that you need you need to explore. We're still in the studio. We are live. We are live. Toll free, 888-221-8990. 888-221-8990. Local, 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. We are here. WCNO.com. We are WCNO in beautiful Palm City, Florida. It's the good news station. These lovely people have allowed me that for the next six months. Wow. Can you believe that? For the next six months. So it's a class every Friday at 4 p.m. For one hour, we're going to be dropping financial education. Fridays, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. You're going to get other education. You have great speakers. You you get Joyce Myers. You get Charles Stanley. You get Adrian Rogers. You, you, when you want, you, the, the good word says a wise person seeks wise counsel. And let me tell you, WCNO, this is wise counsel. Because when you tune in, you are getting wise counsel. The station is so diversified where we give you everything. So we we give you the gospel. We give you the gospel, but we're giving you full education. We're giving you the gospel, but you also need that financial education. Remember last week I reminded you, the two wisest person in the Bible. Yeah, I know I, 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 I stumped some of you last week because a lot of you thought Solomon was the wisest person. No, 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 no. Solomon is not the wisest person. Solomon is the second wisest person. Yeah. Solomon wasn't wise as Jesus. Jesus gave Solomon his wisdom. But the number one topic 
that both of them talk about. You go through it. You go through Proverbs. You go through Ecclesiastes. You go through the red letters. If you go through the gospel from Matthew, from Matthew to John, and you just look at those red letters, a lot of Bibles has the red letters, those two, they talk about money. So we have to educate you on your finance. That is why we're, we're bringing this to you. Financial literacy, okay? All right, number four. Number four, Medicare premiums. Woo! A lot of you going to be shocked on this because you're going to wonder and you're going to wonder, oh my gosh, did they make a mistake? No, they did not make a mistake. The Medicare Part B premium went up to $144.60 per month. It used to be $135. It has gone up $9.10. Whoa. Yes, $9.10. So I just want you to be aware of that. And there's a lady. I'm going to introduce a lady to you guys. I don't know if some of you have heard about her, but her name is Irma. Yep. I know two years ago we had an hurricane called Irma. But let me tell you, this Irma, this Irma is better than that hurricane. If you have not heard about Irma, let me tell you, you're going to be hearing about Irma. You are going to be hearing about Irma. Who is Irma? What is he talking about? Irma is an abbreviation for Income-Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. That sounds like a tongue twister. Income-Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. So a lot of people are going to say, well, Social Security, like last year, I, I hear it so often, people say, oh, Medicare Part B is $135. Yes, that's for some people, not for everybody. So you just hear that it went up this year for 2020. It's $144.60. Here's the truth of the matter. That's not for everybody. Yeah, that's the lowest. Some people paying $600 for Part B. You guys are shocked about that? Some people are paying $600 a month for Part B. Can you imagine a married couple that's paying $600 each. Yeah, I hear, the, I hear the crickets there. $600 each. So here's what I'm driving at, guys. You have to have proper planning. Imagine a married couple paying $1,200 a month for Medicare Part B. Remember, this has nothing to do with prescription drugs or anything else. This is just Medicare Part B. Can you imagine $1,200 a month, $14,000 for the year? Can you imagine if that couple lives 30 years in retirement? Guys, just do the math. $14,000 a year for 30 years. Do you realize that's 420000 So a lot of times people are planning retirement and they are not thinking of Medicare because they're like, oh my gosh, I work 30, 45 years. I pay Medicare. Yeah, but listen, Irma. So I'm just introducing you to Irma. You'll hear more about her, okay? And remember, remember we have the website. So if you need other information on there, 
um, that you can go to financialeducational.com. And remember, we are in the studio, 888-221-8990, 888-221-8990, and locally, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. I know some of you are shocked with some of the information you're getting, so it's probably your fingers are freezing that you don't want to dial, but we're here. We're here to help you with that. Okay, we're moving along. Let's move to number five. Five, we want to share with you Medicare dates to watch. Okay, this may seem simple, but listen, I'm going to specifically slow down because I want you to get this. And this is especially for that person who's 64. 64. So why am I going to talk about that person who's 64? Because in a year's time, they're getting ready where they're eligible to file for Medicare. Here's a little confusion that's going on. If someone is collecting Social Security, say someone chooses to collect Social Security early, Medicare automatically enrolls you at age 65 because you're on Social Security. So that part is easy. So if someone is on Social Security, Medicare automatically enrolls them in Part A. Part A. Here's the problem. So Medicare automatically enroll you because they have your information from Social Security. But here is the part that they cannot automatically enroll you. You know why they can automatically enroll you? Because Part A, if you have worked 10 years into the system... Part A of Medicare is free. So because it's free, the Social Security Department communicates to Medicare and Medicare automatically enroll you in A. But here's the problem. They cannot automatically enroll you in Part B. You have to enroll yourself in Part B. You have to enroll yourself. Guess what? You have 12 months, six months before your birth date and six months after your birthday. All right. So what happens? What happens if you forget? What if you forget where you're saying to yourself, well, I don't need Medicare Part B. Oh, it's $144 a month. I'm not going to enroll myself. Okay. There's a caller. Let's get this call and see if we can help. Hello, caller. Joe, your business has not been verified by Google. Okay, all right. Okay, that's a, that's a prank. Okay, we got that. All right, so here's what happened, folks. And please, please don't miss this part. This is so critical. If that person says, so now they're turning six to five, and they say, well, Medicare Part B is $144. I am kind of healthy right now. I don't need to pay $144. I want to caution you. Here's what's going to happen. I got to break it down to you. 
because a lot of times this information is not being communicated properly. Because remember, last week I spoke to you about Sally. Yes, Sally is that lady down by the social security place. She Sally with the she has a blue ear style, and you go down and you says, "Well, Sally didn't tell you." Listen, that's not Sally's job to tell you what. Sally will tell you what you're eligible for. Sally is not your professional guide. You have to get professional guide. So let me point out what's been happening. So you, because of the $144, you're going to say you're not going to enroll in Part B. So your birthday comes and it's gone six months. All right? So one year passed now after your birthday. You decide... You know, you have some medical issues or challenge and you said you're going to now enroll in Part B. Guess what happened? Because you did not enroll at the time you were supposed to enroll, you're going to be hit with a 10% penalty. Yeah, 10% penalty. If you missed it for two years... 20% penalty. If you missed it for three years, 30% penalty. And you may say this and you're like, whoa, does this happen? Folks, I can tell you it's happening every single day in America. So here it is now where because you didn't pay that $145, you delayed for three years. You take $145 and you multiply by 30%. 30%. That $145... That forty-four dollars. That forty-four. It's now forty-four dollars extra per month for the rest of your life. You shock? It's just a fact. I'm just sharing that with you. So what's happening now? So the 2020 dates. I want you to watch January first through March 31st. This is when you can um you can disenroll from Medicare Advantage. And you can do a general enrollment into the Medicare Part B. But here's the problem. If you are late, here's the next thing. If you're late with Medicare Part B. If you are late and you decide that you're going to enroll January, between January 1 and March 31st, when you can enroll, here's the problem. You're enrolling to start July 1st. Yeah. If you did not enroll before then you're delayed. You can't start until July 1st. So what's going to happen? So today we are at February 21st. You go and you enroll Monday. You go and enroll Monday. Your plan is not effective until July 1st. So you're going to go without Part B for March, April, May, June, and then your plan become effective uh, July 1st. So, I just want to point that I just want to point that out to you. Okay? All right, great. So, let's move along with another date, a March 20th date. October 15th through December 7th is your annual open enrollment. Most of you should have known that already, but I just want to bring that to you. That's number 5. Wow. I told you we're going to go. It's a lot. We, so we still, we still got a couple that we're going to share with you. 
If you haven't gotten your paper and your pen, you still want to get it. And remember, we are live in the studio. 888-221-8990. 888-221-8990. Locally, 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. And if you don't want to come on the come on the air, you can go to the website and you can put contact us with your questions. Financial educational.com financial educational.com all right let's move along number six here's the topic you have all been waiting for the future of social security there are lots of talk out there about the future of social security all right so let me give you the update of where we stand today where we stand today at December 31st, 2018, at December 31st, 2018, the trust fund, yes, Social Security as a trust fund, the trust fund at $2.895 trillion. So just for easy, just say at December 31st, the trust fund at $3 trillion. Yeah, $3 trillion. So you hear about $3 trillion and you're thinking, oh, that can't finish? Well, wait a minute. Let me break it down to you. In 2019, in 2019, Social Security collected, collected $1.062 trillion. Yes, all the Social Security that was collected in 2019 was $1.062 trillion, trillion with a T, guys. But what was the expenditure? The expenditure was $1.059 trillion. So you ask yourself that. That's a difference of $3 billion. So we got in $3 billion more than we spend out, right? But remember, remember now, don't miss this part. 10,000 people per day. Turning 65. 10,000 people turning 65. So what is happening? There are more people coming on. So the trust fund balance at the end of December 2019, right? The trust fund balance is $2.897 trillion. So, so what's going to happen? What's the proposal? So there are some reforms. There are some reform. What would it take to restore solvency to the system? Because what is happening, the trust fund is decreasing. And I'll just give you a brief history, just brief history. I'm not going to go too far, far back. You, in 1950, in 1950, yeah, I'm just going to go back, what, 70 years? 1950, there were 16 workers, 16 workers to one person. That's collecting Social Security. Okay? Right now, it's three to one. Yeah, it's three to one. There are three workers to one person. So you doing the math. And as a nation, we are not. Why do you think sometimes we talk about the baby boomers? Because it was a generation in America where child... um, we increase childbearing and child rearing. That, has, that is not happening much anymore. 
you look at most families now, you, when last you see someone where they have 10 children, you, that's almost doesn't happen anymore. You see people, it's two, three children. But in that period of time, I, I, I have a friend, his mother, man, she dropped, she had 17 children, 17 so people used to have 17, 10, 12, 14, all kind of numbers. But nowadays you see a family, one, two children, two. So what is happening there? So that's no, you're talking about the psychological part of it, but the economical part of it, because we have less people who are working to support the people who are now on retirement. So what is happening? There are a couple of bills. There are a couple of bills that's running through Congress right now. So one of the bill is called the Social Security 2100 Act. So what it says, it may come to a vote this year where it, it would help to restore full solvency without affecting benefits for current retirees. You notice I said the bill is in Congress. What has been Congress doing? You know, and yeah, we're not going to get into the political, but it's in Congress. We don't know where this bill going to go, but that bill would help to restore it. Okay. Because what is happening? We have a divided Congress who cannot agree on much. So that may be a challenge. We don't know what's, we don't know what's going to happen there. So there are proposals where some people are saying, well, we can increase the the social security wage. Well, this year it increased from one thirty two one thirty two nine to one thirty seven seven. So there are bills out there to increase it, and there are other bills to say well to decrease the social security benefits. That is not a wonderful thought because if you decrease social security benefits, you have people right now, their only form of income is social security. And when social security was enacted in 1934, the purpose of social, social security was supposed to be supplemental, was supposed to be supplemental to your retirement. But remember back then, most companies had pension. They had pension. So the social security was supposed to be a supplement. But what happened in 1974, and we're going to talk about that on another show. In 1974, 401k and IRA was introduced. And we'll talk more about that in another show. But I just wanted to share with you what has happened in that companies are not doing, um, companies are not giving pension anymore. Very few companies outside of the government, you know, you have the government, counties, city, county, you know, workers that work in nonprofit or government in that sense, they get a pension. But the pension that they get sometimes is 50% of what they usually earn. So you ask yourself, how many people can decrease their lifestyle by 50%? So can you imagine a person working this year? and they're earning $60,000, right? And they retire next year, and their pension is 50%. Then their pension is 30000 How many people do you know can be living on 60000 this year, and they drop their, uh, their cost, their, their, their lifestyle by 50% for 30000 next year? So these are some of the things that's, that's happening. 
Remember, we are still in the studio. 888-221-8990. 888-221-8990. Locally, 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. We're here for your calls. If not, and you want to send you want to send a request to us or any question, you can go to financialeducational.com. Financialeducational.com. All right. So we are at number seven. Wow. Wow. Great. So number seven, claiming strategies. Remember, remember I shared with you that there are over 5,000 ways that someone can claim Social Security. Yeah, over 5,000. So if you only know of one or your friend or your family member tell you that one or two, no, you're not getting proper guidance. There are over 5,000 ways. So it's very imperative that before you file you need to know the rules because if you don't know the rules, you, you know, we go back again. We go back again to Hosea 4, 6. My people perish for lack of knowledge. If you don't know the rules, then you're not going to plan properly. And you know the old saying, if you fail to plan, you can finish it. You plan to fail. Because you're going to fail. Without proper planning, you're going to fail. And why am I saying that? Am I, am I being negative? No, I'm just being factual. Because here's what's happening. And you can Google this. You can Google it. Because a lot of times now people, people just look to Google. But Google doesn't know everything. Google knows a lot. But you can Google this. There's a study that by 2050, by 2050, there will be 4 million centenarians. 4 million centenarians. Centenarians are people who are 100 years old. They said by 2050, there will be 4 million. That's because of medical science. Medical science has improved a lot where people are just living longer. But living longer comes with a couple of challenges. Yeah, because there's no way. The longer you live, the longer you live, our body was not made to sustain where when we get to 80, 90. Yes, you may have exceptional people where you have people who are 80 and 90 and they are very good. And But on an average, the body is going to decay. The body is going to decay. The bones going to get weaker and so forth. So then you're going to need more medical care. So can you imagine if the person, say the person is going to retire at 65 and they didn't do any planning, but they're going to live for another 30 years. Can you imagine if you didn't plan for the next 30 years, what's going to happen? So let's go back to that study that I mentioned to you about centenarians. There will be 4 million centenarians, but that study also has a bad part to it. Bad or sad? I would more say sad. 99% of those 4 million people 
would have run out of money. Yeah, they wouldn't have any money. Because if you do the math, if I just said to you that the COLA, the average cost of living adjustment is 2.6%, and that is measured by inflation. So let's say inflation averages 2.6% for the next 30 years. You take 2.6% for the next 30 years, then you're talking about 78%. So the buying power... What that means, because people use the word inflation, and sometimes people don't even understand, but let me break it down to the lowest level I can. So if, it, if, it, if, the, if the buying power drops by 78%, what it simply means that $1,000 is now diminished by, 78, by $780. That means the buying power is only $220. And that is what is happening. So what is happening also? So the buying power, inflation is causing the buying power to decrease. And then also the cost of medical care. As good as medical care, medical care is that it's also getting more expensive. So you got to be careful about that. So let's talk about the new rules. Let's talk about the new rules. In the short time we have, we're going to talk about the claiming strategies in Social Security there was something called, now was, it's still there, but it's almost on the down. File and suspend. File and suspend gone for good as of April 2016. What was happening with file and suspend was that husband and wife, right? Husband and wife both earning, working, and they're both eligible for Social Security. What could have happened was the husband or the wife, whichever, could take 50% of the other income social security benefits while there's growing. You know, it's a topic that can, you know, I could have an entire two days talking about just that topic. I just want to introduce you to it, that file and suspend. So there are still some opportunities with file and suspend, but it's diminishing very quickly. So right now, right now with file and suspend, you can still, if you were born before, before January 2nd, 1954, January 2nd, 1954, if you're born after that, this is not applicable to you. If this was, if you were born January, before January 2nd, 1954, you may claim the benefit on your spouse's record even if your own benefit exceeds your spousal benefit. All right, let me break that down. What does that mean? Right now, with the new law, go back to husband and wife again. If, 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 if the spouse makes, if the spouse benefit is greater than 50% of the other spouse benefit, then that spouse has to take is our her benefit. You may go back, go back over there. If your spouse, let's put numbers to it. If one spouse is making two benefit is two thousand dollars, and the other spouse benefit is eight hundred, right? That spouse can take fifty percent of the spouse that's making that benefit is two thousand. And that spouse will get $1,000, right? 
But before this law that I'm saying with that only has four more years, that's only applicable to people who were born before January 2nd, 1954. It does. It didn't matter how much was the benefit. One spouse could have taken 50% of the other benefits before and let theirs continue to grow. I know that can be a little bit confusing. So you can reach out to us and we can address that for you. We're in the studio. We're in the last lap, guys. We're in the last lap. We only have a few more minutes. You can call us with any final questions you have. We're on WCNO.com. WCNO in beautiful Palm City, Florida. The toll-free number is 888-221-8990. 888-221-8990. Local, 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. So, just in a few more minutes, I just want to talk to you about a social security checkup. You need to get a social security checkup. Right. You may have. And unfortunately, for the people who have already filed, if you have filed more than 12 months ago, unfortunately, that there's not much you can do because you already filed more than 12 months ago. But for other people that, you know, even you may not, you may be able to share this with them. So here are some of the real cases. I just want to just introduce you to this. A married person who never, a married person who never, okay, we got a caller there. Let's let's see if we can help this caller. Hello, caller, you're on the line. Hi, I'm going to turn down my radio so I can hear you. Okay, thank you. Um, I just heard a que- uh, um, something that you said about if a person was born before 1954. Yes. And the, uh, the spouse makes like, say, Absolutely. Yes. All right. Now, I did uh, take out my retirement at the uh, earlier time because I had a health need. So, would I still be uh, entitled to that claim? So, claim like that? Wow. You see, because you took yours out, you're not eligible. So, this is yes. This is for someone who have not taken out because here's what happened: you cannot take yours out. And then go and take out from your spouse. Wow. Yep. That's one of the big mistakes that people were making and some still making. And that's why you need that guidance. But once you have started claiming, you cannot. You cannot. It, it you know, so it's just one of those things you have lost out on that. I apologize to do. Uh, no problem. I still didn't have nothing to do with it. I was not very well at Yes, because because you already filed already. What you filed three years ago? I started at age sixty-three. Um, yes, uh huh. Yes, because you filed three years ago. There's nothing you can do 
the best the, the best thing you can do now is that the fact that you weren't properly educated or you didn't get that advice you can be you can be an advocate now where you can communicate and help me spread this message to educate people educate people so that they don't make that same mistake you make so 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 that can be your mission that can be one of you i'm I'm giving you another mission in life okay (laughs) thank you you for calling all right bye-bye bye-bye so folks so you see what i'm saying there with that caller you see what there with that caller what that caller pointed out and I hope you guys heard that because she did not get proper guidance. She made a mistake. And what, why we bring this program to you is so that we can help a lot of you avoid that. Okay? So, all right. So, I got a question from another caller here. Let me read this and see. Turn 65 November pass, still working. Should she do Medicare Advantage also? as medical coverage. This is such a great question. I'm going to read this again. So here's someone turned 65 November 2019, still working. Should she do Medicare Advantage also? She has medical coverage with the job. Folks, this is such a great question. And this is one of those exceptions. Remember I mentioned to you about Part B, not signing up for Part B. The only exception where you're not penalized is if you are working on a job and you have the medical coverage. If you have medical coverage, then you don't have to sign up for Part B and you won't have any penalty. This is such a great question from a caller. Remember that again now. If you're working and you have medical coverage, you don't have to sign up for Part B, even though you are past 65, as long as you are currently working. Okay? All right. So, guys, it's up on me. It's up on me. I think I got one minute now. I'm just going to run through some quick topics. I just want you guys to realize this. A married person who never had it on her spousal benefit after her husband filed for his benefit, there are cases that you, you could need to seek professional guidance. Here's another case. A lot of people don't know this. A divorced person who didn't know that she could claim a benefit of her ex-spouse. If someone is divorced and they were married for 10 years, they can claim benefits of the of the ex. Okay? All right. Another one. Divorced person whose ex-spouse is now deceased, you can be eligible for a survivor ben- benefit. So, folks, let's do your social security checkup. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA, a member of SOFA. We're bringing you financial education across America, one community at a time. Reach us. Put your questions in financialeducational.com. Financialeducational.com. Thanks for joining us this week on the Financial Literacy Show, a show centered around providing financial education across America, one community at a time. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. with your questions ready to go. For more information, visit SOFAUSA.org. God bless you and have a great week. So let me go downtown, downtown.